some info that may come as a surprise. Sometimes we like to dance with just, just us guys. It's a boy dance party. It's a boy dance party. At home, oh, erotic, just a call for brotherly unity. Everyone gets excited for the World Series if you live in St. Louis or Boston, but otherwise, no one else cares. Welcome but to the bazaar. Jerry, you live in Boston, so you should be caring for it. Yeah. You have been into the heart of Boston. You should be going for the Boston Beaners, the Bean Team, the Red Sox. Technically, I'm in like a suburb of Boston, <laughs> but. Uh, after you live the, two miles from Fenway. I do live two miles from Fenway, that's true. Um, but after the Dodgers loss, I got sick. So I I blame my sickness on the loss of the Dodgers. Um, and definitely not the event I was at, which sometimes causes people to get sick afterwards. Um, that did not, that was not the cause. It was the Dodgers loss. And the uh, sign not as enthused. On the other hand, though, I do want to see the Cardinals get their butts kicked by the Red Sox just for vengeance sake. Yeah. Because that is my rule. If you beat my team, the other team needs to beat you. Well, considering that this is, uh, to say, a rematch from the 2004 World Series between Boston and St. Louis. Mm hmm So, we'll see how this turns out, since the series is currently tied one piece. Yeah, and the game right now, uh, Cardinals are ahead in the fifth, but... That could turn around pretty quick. Although, uh, like we're saying, right now Boston is, right now Boston is uh, threatening to score a run. So yeah, and that would change things up Keep. because last I checked, Boston had only had two hits, and that was that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. But you know the they're over in um, what is it uh, Bush Stadium or yeah it's Bush Stadium. They're over in Bush Stadium over in uh, St. Louis, so the Cardinals do have also that home field advantage, which kind of throws things off a little bit. Uh, considering that the home field advantage here has a... Uh... Oh, looks like the Boston scored a run. Oh, there you go. You can work towards the tie. It's Boston. All right. So we'll, we'll keep everyone updated as the show progresses. But, you know, the... Uh... Yeah. And so, um, with, with that, in fact, going on with uh, St. Louis having the home field advantage here is saying that uh, Boston loses the designated hitter. Yeah. And that means they have to have to have their pitcher bat. <laughs> Which is going to throw, kind of throws off the whole groove, and that's... One of the, I'd say one of the disadvantages of the American League, in my opinion, is while I think the designated hitter is actually a really good idea, when they have to go and play by National League rules, it throws everything off for how they go, and it can really screw up any kind of run they have going. Yep. Because the whole thing is, the pitcher, they don't want to have them, you know, exerting themselves. The pitcher's out there for, uh, in harm's way, as to say, to be hit by a pitch. Well, not only that, but they're not having a break to, like, put, you know, just not use their arms for a few minutes. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, technically they might not even come up in the lineup by the you know during the course of that inning, but they're still going to at some point or another have to hit. And most pitchers I've known over the years not the best hitters. Nah, well, well, when it comes to American League hitters, National League pitchers, they have to hit. They have to be able to be able to hit to at least get on base, be able to bunt to at least advance a runner. Yeah. Because for the most part, everybody assumes the pitcher spot in, in baseball for National League is a, is a gimme out. Yeah, kind of is. And, and that's got for sure, because the pitcher's not going to swing for the fences. They're not going to try to get on base. They just want to get in, get out, and get done, so that way they're ready to pitch the next inning. Yeah. And, and a bunt will do that, or just even a weak base hit. You know, even if they get tagged out, you could still advance the other runners, which is really kind of more important, honestly. Although I'd like, to, I'd like to actually find out what National League pitcher has, like, the best, like, RBI record or, like, the best uh, amount, most amount of uh, runs scored. Because either way, I, I believe kind of fun. Actually, I think I think Granty might have a good uh, pitching, good uh, at-bat record. Because I, actually, I know that uh, earlier in this year, Kershaw hit a home run in a scoreless ball game, and his run was the only run that was... Uh, that's this awesome. Round, the only score that was added on, so yeah. You gotta love those little flukes like that, where it's just boom. It's just like we we won because the pitcher hit a ball properly. Yeah. But I think it's because probably half the time they just take it easy on the pitcher, like oh, it's a pitcher. I'm just gonna. Oh crap. <laughs> Why'd you take it easy on him? I just figured it. Just what are the odds? I figured he was just gonna try to go for a walk. Although the choice of the walk is usually in the hands of the uh, pitcher, not the choice of the batter. Uh, but if the batter can recognize uh, pitches, they can uh, up the count and be yes. able to draw a walk. Yeah, they can. That's the that's the difference between an experienced batter and an inexperienced batter is being able to notice the different pitch stylings. Yep. But yes, for anyone at home wondering, yes, I am technically rooting for the Red Sox, but I'm still very downtrodden because my Dodgers lost. So it, it's you know it's the same thing. Um, two years ago at the Super Bowl, where uh, the Niners lost to the Giants, I believe, and then I basically had to default to the Patriots, who lost to the Giants. So <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> But at least the next year, the Niners went to the Super Bowl and lost, so that also sucked. But we'll get yeah. to football later. Um, my, my point being that, you know, it's just like, I'm downtrodden because my team lost, but, you know, if the Red Sox can beat the Cardinals, then yay. Just, they'll probably have discount beer at the liquor store or something. A celebration. I'll, I'll go to the parade. I'll, they'll probably do a little parade celebration or something. I'll go to that. And they're going to be like, woo! Like, your shirt so, says Dodgers on it. Yeah, but they beat the Cardinals, so it's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so going on with baseball talk, continuing our baseball talk coverage here, uh, game one ended up having a one of those moments where replay is really 
is very useful to have. They're not. They don't. They don't have replay. The this season replay will be initiated next season. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about this becoming a big cluster, honestly. But you know, on the other hand, I'm like well, about time. There's this. If I recall about the rules for replays, mm-hmm. uh, there's it's one replay challenge call within the first, I think, uh, four or five innings. Okay. You only get one uh, replay challenge call, and then after that, it's one replay after for each inning. Uh, after the sixth inning, you can have one replay call per inning. Uh, that makes sense because when you get to that point in the game, you know. That's where crucial plays can, you know, cause a fluke win, which is obviously what you don't want. You want a win done by skill, not by the umpire making a bad call or, uh, you know, a, a foul being called a home run, even though, you know, how it landed, etc. Right now, though, at this moment, uh, when it comes to a home run... Home run call being disputed. Those those will get the umpires into the booth to look at it to review it. Okay. Right now, anyways. Not that that happens all that often. I I can't even. I mean, maybe once I've seen seen a coach try to dispute a home run. I, I maybe once. So that's not a common thing. Well, it happened this year with the Angels too when uh, Mark Trumbo hit a homer to uh, Spanner Field. Mm-hmm. They were wondering. They uh, social called called it out on it saying that it hit over the yellow line because right now because most ballparks have a yellow line marked over for the home run and under yeah and it looked like it was you know so that that was a uh, you know replay situation where they did to double check it mm-hmm. so okay. to go on about with uh, with what I was talking about game one and before I got sidetracked with replay here though is that in game one in the very first inning Boston ended up having runners on uh, first and second. And the situation is runners on first and second, one out, and uh, it was a hit. The ball was hit. It was fielded to be a you know uh, a four six two a four six three double play. And at that point is when the second baseman tossed the shortstop. The ball didn't. It touched leather, and it looked like ball touched leather. Fell out. Fell out. Uh, umpire. The initial call on the field was, you know, the base runner was out. Yeah. The thing was, the from the angle that the that the umpire was uh, sitting on, mm-hmm. you know, it looked to him it looked like it was, you know. Uh, Miguel. Oh, we're not getting Skype problems, are we? Go on with that. We just lost you there for a second. What? Okay, I think we got you back. Okay. Hold on. There we go. Alright, so go back on with what I was saying. Oh, Sky. Yeah. Go back to what okay, you're saying. So, so let's go back to what I was uh, talking about here. Uh, the, uh, the 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 play ended up being uh, 
Trent uh, argued saying, no, you know, the base runner was, uh, it was safe, not out. The Boston manager said, just get together and get some help on this call. Because uh, that, that didn't look like it was supposed to have been an out. Mm-hmm. So, and on TV, you know, how, you know how they show replays of certain plays, you know, while we have this whole stuff while it's being discussed? Yeah. The replay on TV showed, you know, the ball was starting to touch the leather. It wasn't, it didn't even get into the mitt or anything. It fell out. So the commentators were saying, no, no, this, this play is definitely, you know, has to be overturned, should be overturned. It's not a, it's not an out. The ball wasn't in the glove when they touched the base. So umpires got together and they were like, no, they overturned the call on the field. Okay. Yeah. And that was without replay being shown off, you know? Well, usually if the ball falls out of the glove, usually that will lean towards the safe side of things. Um, especially if it wasn't in the glove for a particularly long amount of time. But if it was in the glove and the uh, fielding, the fielder was touching the base as the uh, uh, runner came in, then that runner is out even if it falls out of the glove the second after the runner touches the base. Yep. So the glove, the ball has to be firmly in the gloves to be called out. This one, the ball just you know touched leather and it you know didn't even go into the didn't even fall into the glove. It just touched the leather and it was just continued to fly fly out. I, I'd mark it as an error, and the bat and the batter or runner at least is uh, safe. But I'd still mark it as an yeah, error because that's, that's an error. <laughs> he screwed up. Yeah, that's clearly an error. That one, yeah, the the player was safe, so they had so Boston had instead of the situation being runners at first and third, two outs, it was bases loaded, one out. Yeah. Yeah. And that can change things around. So. I'll say this: it is kind of exciting to have a one in one series right now because. It puts you more in a who will win. You know, if, if we were already two up Boston or two up uh, Cardinals, we, we'd be much more in a mindset of like, well, well they're probably going to win, and I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but they'll probably win. You know, it's kind of more boring that way. When it goes back and forth between sides, that's where things get a little more exciting. Yep. You know, you want to see that final game. You want to go through the yeah, whole series. You don't want this to be some quick little, like, well, that was done in five games. Yeah. Yeah, you want a series. That's the whole point, watching a good game. Yeah. Unlike last years where it was four and done for the Giants against the Tigers. Yep. That was a quick series. Yes, it was. And, and forgettable, because you don't want to watch these super short, well, we're done, that's it, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, you want those exciting, like, you know, you want to go a full series, or at least close to, you know. Uh, even even when I was saying five and done, at least would be, I mean, that was at least, you could make an argument for a possible comeback, you know, when they got that one win. Ooh, maybe they'll come back, and nope. <laughs> um, but you're right, the, the, the four to zero series is just, wow, well, that was, that was it. <laughs> I'm going back to football. Yeah. Well, that showed also how, um, how it was with, uh, with, um, I just lost track of what I was going with here, but oh well. I'll probably come back, maybe not. I don't think it was too important to talk about that. Yeah. 
It's, it's definitely been in that, you know, hopefully this will be an exciting series. And, you know, hopefully we'll see a Boston win. But coming out with the Boston win, I mean, Boston... And to, and to talk about, you know, and this is a World Series where, where once in a long time, the two top teams in each league are actually in in the series. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> about Boston, Boston is the team that had the best record in the American League, and St. Louis is the one with the best record in the National League. Yeah, so I guess there's no dishonor in losing to the Cardinals when they had the best record anyways. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to if it was a World Series where you had a wild card team being in the series and the top team in the series, it's one of those where it's like pretty sure that's uh, how the Angels got into the World Series though. Ah, but also the Giants at that point too, when the the Angels facing them were also two wild cards. That was a series where it was two wild cards. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was two wild cards. That was a fun series Mm -hmm. though, because just because everyone's like, I can't believe it's two wild cards. And all my friends, yeah. you know, because I was living in Orange County at the time, were all like, woo, angels. And I'm like, I'll have to beat the Giants. That's all that matters. <laughs> and, and not only that, that was a seven-game series. Yeah, it was. And I think for most of the part with the... I think the majority of those series between those two ended up being, you know, up to at least five games, seven games for DS and uh, ALCS and yeah. NLDS series, you know? Yeah. And... I mean, the, the, that whole playoff season was actually a really exciting season. But, I, I'm, like I said, I may have been hyped up a little bit more because of all my friends who were Angel fans. who were like, dude, we're in! And I'm yeah. like, you didn't care about them all season. What the? I'm an Angels fan. I don't care when they're in the series. <laughs> no. I, I'd have several friends who were in that category that always annoyed me. And was just, but I had enough friends who were, like, real Angel fans, so... Um, but it was, it was it was definitely an yeah. exciting series. And, you know, just being a Dodgers... Being a Dodgers fan, you know, one of our rival teams is the Giants, and so, and I've actually seen a Giants-Dodgers game from uh, Candlestick, which uh, I wasn't wearing a blue shirt. I actually chickened out on that one. <laughs> I just, I just shut up and sat in my seat, and I was like, "I, right, I'm cool. I'm like 12. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to sit in this seat and just smile." <laughs> It was cool going to my uncle and stuff, and... Oh, no, actually, no, I take it back, it wasn't Candlestick, it was 3Com at the time. But, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was 3Com it was Stadium, but I remember going there, and just, God, dude. Like, we, we, when the Giants come over, we, we make a few off-color comments about them, you know, in San Francisco and stuff, but, holy crap, the things that come out of San Francisco people's mouths when they're... Ah, jeez. But, you know, fun family memories, I guess. <laughs> Spending time with the family in San Francisco, going to a game where we're the bad guys. But, you know, part of that rivalry is just kind of part of the fun. So that's, you know, with the Giants are in the series, I always want to see them, see them lose. Or, you know, like the Yankees, you know. And those are probably our two major rivals for the Dodgers. I, I would arguably say the Angels are one of our rivals just because of proximity. Um, yeah, but there's not as much of an animosity, you know. Usually at a Dodgers Angels game, everyone's just kind of having fun. Um, it's not the animosity type stuff like an Angel or Dodgers uh, Giants game. Yeah, but th- th- those are grudges that have been built up over decades. 
Well, I shouldn't say that because I, I keep talking like, oh, the Angels are a new team. Well, like, they're new, like in the fifties. Yeah, <laughs> they're not really a new team anymore. Yeah, they've been around. No, if someone has like a a rivalry of Tampa Bay or something, or not Tampa Bay, uh, yeah, Devil Rays, right? Yeah, they're still fairly new. I mean, based on the longevity of baseball, they're new. Uh, you know, if someone has a rivalry with them, I'd be kind of like, really? I mean, I guess, like... Maybe... Well, they've been around at least a decade now, so yeah. there should be some rivalry starting to... The Nationals? If someone has a rival, the Nationals are kind of... Yeah, they they came out around the same time though. Nationals were bred from the Expos. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. And no one had a rival with the Expos. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Blue Jays did. Expos was a joke team of the league. Just like how it evolved to being the Houston Astros being the joke team of the league. Oh yeah, yeah. So considering the fact that the Houston Astros in two thousand five did make the World Series. That's kind of sad, actually, when you think about that. We're just like, hey, we made it in the World Series. What have you done since then? Well, I, you know, I mean... Uh, yeah, there's teams in baseball. <laughs> and now don't they have, like... Then we do the... Uh, last year was near the end of our uh, last season where we found out how much money they were giving to their players and stuff. They had, like, the lowest yeah, amount the lowest of money to use. in the league. I think someone should have like gone to their uh, manager and gone like, "Hey, have you seen that movie Moneyball?" <laughs> athletics had money had money issues, and they found a way to make it work. Just just saying. Yeah. And, the, and then someone goes like, "Yeah, but you see the star power in that movie? We can't hire those people. <laughs> can't get Jonah Hill. That would just be too expensive." Yeah. That's a good movie. People watch watch Moneyball. My cal- my trivia calendar that I have pissed me off with the Moneyball question because I felt like I should have known the answer. But so it's like this actor, known for eating, uh, is in Moneyball, and I'm like, Jonah Hill, yeah, because he's, he's a fat guy. He's not as fat anymore, but he was. And then I go into things like Brad Pitt. I'm like, Brad Pitt's known for eating in his movies, and I tried to think like, what movie of Brad Pitt's is is he eating in? Because I instantly went Jonah Hill, right? You know, heavyweight. You know, he was. Uh, for a heavy guy and you know known for eating fat joke okay Brad Pitt apparently is known for eating in his movies I'm like yes like at Thelma and Louise when I don't remember any eating scenes in Thelma and Louise oh but he definitely had an eating scene in 12 Monkeys no I don't remember him eating anything in 12 Monkeys maybe I know Derv at some point but oh well but then like uh, the Glorious Bastards were no, no, he actually does sneak uh, some of the hors d'oeuvres in that one. I specifically remember that scene. <laughs> like, okay, one movie I can come up with, maybe two. And I... <laughs> Stupid trivia calendar pissed me off. Like, that's cheating. You could, They could have used any other Brad Pitt reference, and I would have gotten Brad Pitt. But no, 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 no. Let's not use a Brad Pitt reference. Let's talk about his eating habits. Like, I'm supposed to know the eating habits of a movie star. Stupid cheating calendar. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. so it's also an amazing turnaround for Boston though considering the fact that last year they were a last place team and now they're a you know first place team in the series it, it's it, they needed that year of death basically <laughs> they needed to like fire everybody and start from scratch and that worked pretty damn well 
Or maybe yeah, they so just need to get rid of Pat Valentine. I think they just need to get rid of uh, their coach, honestly. Yeah, they, they needed to get rid of Bobby V. Yep. That that's probably been the biggest fix, actually. But hey, their their people so, helped the Dodgers get pretty far last year and pretty far this year. So yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not complaining about. Yes, uh, to put a great great topper is what is the fact that if Boston wins the series here, it'd be a great turnaround. It would be the great turnaround se- uh, season, considering a last place team with a pretty bad record in baseball one year to a team that went up to the series in just a year's time. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things that'll be one of those baseball history moments. If they yep. Well, even if they don't win, just the fact that they made it to the series in and of itself yeah. is quite impressive. It's still impressive to be, you know, a last place team one season to a, you know, first place team the next. Yeah, so it's like the opposite of the Astros story. Yeah. Poor Astros. We don't mean to pick on you, but we have, I have like one person I know who lives in Houston who's a friend, so. <laughs> Screw you, Astros. I'm pretty sure they're a Rangers fan and not a Houston, not, not an Astros fan. I don't know if he's into baseball or even sports at all, so. Maybe he's into basketball. I think he's a basketball person. Well, the Houston Rockets, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Well, whatever. He'll, he'll send me a message. Dude! Totally love baseball. Screw you! <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to be a jerk. But I just... Yeah, I, I called you out on this show, Chris. You better send me a message. Of course, if he doesn't send me a message, then that's proof. He isn't into sports. Yeah. That's how you know. Truth. Truth. Truth is enough of truth. Yep. So, yeah. Baseball. Not much to talk about here. Well, we only have one series to talk about. This isn't like, you know, when we were talking about the NLCS and the LCS and how the Angels... I mean, we had so much to talk about last time, and then, you know, this time around... um, It's only one series. Yeah, it's one series, so it only goes so much. But we can probably move into some of the other sports before we... Uh, close out to football if you have any other other sports to talk about basketball is coming up soon yes it is yep uh, <laughs> and basketball is about to start I don't mean to laugh it's just hilarious when we're just like yep here we have nothing to say about basketball <laughs> that goes back to that goes back to last episode where I was talking about how you know usually you're either a football fan or a basketball fan I know very few basketball fans who really get into football, and I know very few football fans who really get into basketball. So I think it's just kind of how it is. Yeah. Though college basketball tends to be what I really like, and when we get closer to the March Madness, that'll be more my time to care about stuff. Um, College basketball is just fun to watch. I like seeing younger players who are just really out there trying to show off so they can get NBA contracts, but it's just kind of cool to see some of these teams and and you know, as as people tend to point out, you know, the real stars of college basketball are not the players, it's it's the coaches. And it is kinda yeah. cool seeing some of these coaches, you know, have to almost every year come up with a new strategy because they almost never have the same people. 
they'll have some of the same, but I mean, it, rarely do you see the exact same team two years in a row in, in a college because either they've moved on or they've graduated or you know whatever. Nope. Into the NBA. Yep. So because of that, I really like the fact that college coaches have to strategize and bring out the skills of their players with a very small amount of time and always have to do it over and over again. This isn't one of those, well, we got a great team, I'm just going to rest on my laurels and let them win. Nope. (laughs) I did not know that happens. Well, yeah, and then there's uh, hockey... Has hockey started yet? Hockey has started. There were already a couple games into a few games into the season already. Oh, my bad. The Ducks right now are on their longest road trip of the season at eight at an eight game road trip. All right. And played their third road trip season series is uh, today, I believe, and they won it. Nice. And the Ducks uh, record actually right now is eight and three, I believe. Yes, eight and three. That's a good start. That is a great start. It's nice to see the Ducks yeah. kicking some uh, butt, I guess. I want to make a duck pun, but I'm like, no, that means they would be kicking themselves, and that would make no sense. So. Yeah, and if they have a good uh, good start, they have a good start, and if they get if they end up being uh, end up being at least you know fifty game, you know, splitting this world trip at four and four, or being five and three, or six and two. Yeah, I mean, they'll have great season start. Yeah. I mean, the Ducks have, you know, they've had their weak years, for sure, but, uh, you know, usually they end up doing pretty well, you know. They're not one of those teams that's known for being, well, more recently, they're not one of the teams that's known for being losers, you know. They've actually been pretty tough, despite, you know, the wimpy kind of name that they got from a Disney movie. Oh, but they're no longer the Mighty Ducks. They're just, you know, the Ducks. The Ducks, which I think, which I think helps. Adding the Mighty is kind of stupid. But it worked for the movie. And, heck, Joshua Jackson, you know, got to... He got Dawson's Creek because of those movies. So, you know, let's, let's all remember that. And let's not forget Emilio. Yeah. Who probably could use Mighty Ducks 4 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great actor. I loved him in Young Guns and a lot of other great movies. But yeah, one of the uh, Amelia, one of the Baldwin brothers that isn't Bald Bald that does that drop the Baldwin name. Well, I wouldn't say that. You know, it's just, but it, it's kind of. In fact, I wonder if he's just spending time right now trying to keep Charlie from like ODing or something. Who knows? Because you know that that's that's sad that Charlie Sheen you know kind of went off the reservation and you know you just got a. Uh, for Emilio trying to like keep stuff together and sane. Yeah. But anyways, that's for a different show, Jared. That is. That's a Bizarro Files discussion. Yeah. What happened to Emilio Estevez? <laughs> Someone write that down. I'm going to use it as a topic. <laughs> uh, and, and Bizarro Files has come back, so yeah. we've been doing some stuff. We'll probably... Get uh, some get you on a, in on a couple episodes too. Actually, cross promotion. Huzzah. Uh, yeah, uh, Kings. Uh, I don't know how they're doing. Uh, that that's that stuff. Uh, the Kings haven't been very much uh, newsworthy this mm-hmm. this season. 
Well, so I don't know how the record is. They're, they're probably at a 500 record right now. I don't know. The biggest stuff that I see keep hearing on the on sports radio is with the Ducks and such a great start and with their long road trip. Yeah. Oh. That's about much hockey as I know. Anything over on your end with the uh, Bruins? Uh, you know, I haven't been paying attention on honestly. Or nothing with Celtics either. Oh, I don't pay attention to basketball, so that's just not gonna not gonna <laughs> happen at all, anyways. <laughs> oh boy! So yeah. Uh, uh, what, do? what day is it? Um, well, I soccer, but I mean, soccer. We don't really. I mean, we could talk about soccer, but we don't really have to get into soccer discussion until next year because you know. I don't. I don't care about major league soccer. No, <laughs> it means nothing to me. I'm an American. I like my football. Like my baseball, basketball occasionally, NASCAR. I haven't been paying attention to NASCAR either because I've been on the East Coast. And they don't... Actually, I shouldn't say they don't. It's one of the biggest races. There's several big races, actually, right out here. Uh, Not in uh, Massachusetts, but in Pocono, they have uh, one of the major races. And uh, a couple others down. I think there's a Jersey race and stuff like that. But being sidetracked. The only other sport thing that's kind of coming up, and uh, will be old news by the time we talk about it, or most of this is, uh, it will be that the WWE is having a pay-per-view event where they're going to crown a couple new champions. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, and Cena's finally back doing uh, guest refereeing. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, well, I don't know how it happens when you have pro, pro wrestlers guest refereeing. He, he's getting in on the action. There's no way he's not getting in on the action. They're, they're interfering and they're gonna yeah. cause an upset or keep the original title holder to keep the title, you know, that, that kind of deal. Yeah, so it, it's definitely one of those things where they're like trying to. I've been seeing a lot of advertising for that, and you know, for those of my friends who are pro wrestling fans, and I've had several over the years, and including I think Stan and Ramsey's uh, both used to have a wrestling podcast back in the day as well, so. Um, figured I'd just throw that out there because I keep being inundated with hell in a cell and I'm like, oh, another cage match thingy, yay. <laughs> New champions will be oh, crowned. That. I'm like, alright, cool. Well, on that, we can go with the quick boxing match, uh, matchup that's happening next year. The, uh, Pacquiao fight. Oh, uh, poor Pacquiao. <laughs> I don't want to see him fighting anymore. Stop losing. But who's yeah. he? Uh, yeah, who was it uh, that he's teaming up with? It's, um, shoot. Yeah, I heard about this too, and I'm trying to remember the name. Yeah. Let's see. You know, uh, while you look that up, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He was such an exciting fighter when he was undefeated. He's had some defeats. He's not hitting as hard as he used to, and, you know, he should just. Just stop. <laughs> Quibble your head before he gets any kind of brain damage or anything like that. You know, he's like a senator in the Philippines. It's, Go and become an actor over there. Do you know, just being, he was already in one movie. I've seen the movie. It's actually kind of fun in a cheesy sort of way. Where he plays a, a Filipino superhero. Um, and I really do think at this point, you know, all you do, every loss he has at this point just tarnishes 
his you know legacy. If I mean, if he wins, you know what whoop to do. But unless he you know kind of finishes his career with a belt in hand, all these losses he's got after his undefeated you know time period, uh, not really helping the whole legacy of him as a fighter. And that's kind of unfortunate, but you know it's just kind of how it is sometimes. So it's going to be Manny Pacquiao versus Brandon Rios on November Rios, 23rd. Rios, that's right. Thank you. I was like sitting there like, it's like a Spanish name, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I'm not I'm not excited, honestly. Pacquiao's lost a lot of his luster. And, you know, it, just, it kind of is what it is. And, you know, there's only so much you can do at this point. But you know who knows? He might. This might be the beginning of an upturn for his career. Maybe he'll get some wins. Maybe he'll win a belt back, and you know he can retire on top. And maybe that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to position himself to retire on top again. So he's like, yeah, I had a few losses, but I, well, I retired with the belt. Because that's always been, you know, that that's the thing you gotta do. Jared Boston now has a run, has a tying run at third with one out at the top of the sixth. All right. They can they can tie it up. We can uh, move towards a win. He's hoping. Or better yet, if they can they get a home run and run in two, you know, <laughs> that'd be nice too. So right now, St. Louis is doing a pitching change. So okay, we'll see how things go from here on. All right. Well, while they're getting that set up, we can uh, move on to the football. Footballs. Do you love me some but football? So we only have one undefeated football team. Yes, and, and it, it, it almost shocked me when I saw who it was because last year's numbers would not make anyone believe that it would be the Chiefs. Yeah, the freaking Chiefs. Yeah, so that's how it is when you have Andy Reid and uh, coaching a, a team with Alex Smith. Yeah. Who, who proverbially took the uh, 49ers to the Super Bowl last year? Uh, Kaepernick won a lot of those games because Smith was had the the injury, and then they were just like, "Oh, good, we can put the mental case out and just go with uh, Kaepernick, the green guy." So, <laughs> um, I, I really do think that that I think with the Chiefs, I think what it is is right now because Kaepernick gets in his know, Kaepernick Smith gets in his head. Um, and that's that was his problem. You know, we, when we rematched the Giants early on last season, we got crushed. And I saw him in the pre-interview, and you could see the fear in his eyes. He gets up in his head. But I think being of a new team, he has that new team confidence. Like, hey, I'm with the new team, new guys, we can do this. Or maybe his coach finally got him a sports therapist who's basically sitting there going like, okay, before the games, don't think about any losses you've had against the previous team, and instead, think about how you want to win. <laughs> Positive thinking. Don't get stuck up in your head. You know, or whatever other advice. Or, you know, on the on the other hand, it could, it could literally just be a whole, he's so pissed off at the Niners right now that he wants to take a team to the Super Bowl. But, yeah. you know, lest we forget, two years ago, he's the guy who got us up to the Giants to be in the championships in the first place. So it's yeah. not like he wasn't an untalented guy. He just gets up in his head sometimes. And I think he might be with a team that helps him deal with that. Or maybe he's gotten to a point in his career where he can finally get over those stupid jitters and play like the damn quarterback that he actually is. 
Unfortunately, again, he's not doing he that for my team. Then again, he was also put into a team that had a pretty bad record last year, and, he, and yeah, I'm pretty sure his mentality would be like, well, it's not like I can get this team to be any worse. If I win one, we're already better than last year. Well, that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. I, I think yeah. there is kind of that mindset of nothing to lose, and maybe that's what it is. It's the nothing-to-lose mentality clears his head of any of that other anxiety, and he just goes in, does his job. Game update, the uh, Boston Red Sox have tied the game up at two apiece. Woo! All right. The power of the beard. Yes, indeed, the power beard. But since we're talking about the Chiefs, we may as well go through the rest of the uh, AFC West right now. Which gives us the Denver Broncos at 6-1, and one, which is also still very respectable. And that is, you know, uh, Manning doing his job. Winning games. Yeah. <laughs> it's what the Mannings do. Uh, well, the thoughts that the Broncos ended up having was against his old team, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and we'll get, we'll get to them when we get over to uh, uh, the NFC. Uh, and then, of course, Stan's Chargers at 4-3, which is... Already better than what they did last year. <laughs> I think they had they were like two and fourteen at the end of last year. Something really pathetic like that. Yeah. So they they they're already doing pretty good. And you know, considering that the two teams ahead of them are doing amazingly well, you know, it's not like one of those things where it's like, well, we're four and three, but the other two people ahead of us are like five and two. You know. <laughs> It's they were four and three, and the other two people ahead of us are going to be fighting it out to get into the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, um, and then of course last in that one is uh, the Raiders with their amazing two and four. I guess they have not done their seventh game yet. Uh, they two wins for the Raiders. That's you know average. Well, the Raiders ended up <laughs> having a bye week. Oh, they don't get it. And this week is a bye week for the Colts and for the. 49ers as well. Not yeah. 49ers, I mean, the Chargers. Yeah, okay. So, you know, still, it's just two wins. Good way to go, Raiders. <laughs> That's what I expect of you guys. And yeah, you know, it's still early in the season, Raiders fan. You can, yeah, I said singular. Um, <laughs> you, you might get a third one in there. You don't know. Uh, looking, uh, let's go from west over to east. Uh, because who's the top of that? Why it's a little team called the New England Patriots at five and two. Um, that's been getting people around here a little excited. You know, not not the outstanding you know uh, Chiefs or uh, Broncos record, but still respectable at five and two. And yeah. you know, this this these are the Patriots. They went to the Super Bowl. They went to the playoffs last year. You know, they've been to the Super Bowl. God knows how many times at this point. Um, they're they're a strong team. They're going to stay a strong team. Uh-huh. Under them, for people just south of us, the New York Jets, 4-3, which, you know, beats the hell out of what the Giants are doing. But surprisingly, they're doing a better team with, you know, someone that isn't Mark Sanchez as a quarterback. Yes. If you, here's the thing, teams. Listen to me. As a Southern California boy, raised, not born, but raised, Southern California, I can tell you that USC's team is super overrated. So stop hiring their players. <laughs> well, their quarterbacks. I the receivers and stuff are actually pretty darn good, but their quarterbacks are super overrated. Stop hiring them, and you might actually win games. Uh, next, of course, is the Dolphins with uh, three and three. Guess they've had their bye week. Um, and you know, 
kind of what they did last year, actually. So not not a huge surprise. And Buffalo Bills at three and four. So you know, kind of average for the Bills actually at this point too. Not a lot of teams are performing as expected. Is honestly kind of what I'm getting here with uh, the AFC and, and the NFC. There's a few uh, divisions that have that as well. But want to go north or south? Uh, north. Okay. North, we got the Bengals at 5-2. and two, Same record as the Patriots. Um, but they also did, went pretty well last year, too. So that's not too surprising. Uh, friggin' Ravens are 3-4. and four. Good. I hope you yeah, guys end 3-13. Three and thirteen. champion team. But then again, the, they, they lost most of their players. They don't have Ray Lewis anymore. Oh, that's right. They did lose Ray Lewis, yeah. So yeah, that's probably why they're... At the end of last year. Yeah. Which I guess for his story works that he won the Super Bowl and beat the Niners. Well, so at the same time too, if you want to think about it too, Ray Lewis in his rookie year ended up getting a Super Bowl. Yeah. And it, then he retires and ends up getting a second Super Bowl ring. So yeah. the yeah. nice bookends. But it's definitely one of those things where it always puts a smile on my face to know that the Ravens aren't doing as good. And I know it's because they've lost a lot of key players, but still, suck it, Ravens. <laughs> uh, next is the Cleveland Browns, three and four. That's quite good for the Browns, and you know I wish them all the luck to rank higher than the Ravens at the end of this. Yeah. And technically, they're both on the same uh, the same rank right now, so they're actually tied. Though, if you go to their percentages and stuff, it says a different story. But for the, just the standard, they're both three, four, and zero. So, yeah. and last, the Steelers, eh, kind of scraping together of two and four. It's better than they were last time we were talking about them. But yeah, well, and they have a two-win streak right now. So, you know, last time we were talking about them, they were zero and four, and I was like, "What the hell?" And you know, now they're you know, uh, two wins, and we'll see how they do on Sunday. But and I'm not not expecting the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl or anything, but I've always kind of had a soft spot for them. Don't know why. I I, I have no con. It, it probably is Roethlisberger, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I like their design too. I like the like the three stars kind of thing. I think it looks kind of cool. Except the Bumblebee outfits? The Bumblebee outfits are stupid, though. <laughs> yes. That, that needs to go. Oh! We have... What's up? We have the ball game on in the other room, and I just heard an O. Oh. So... Watching the game right now. I, I didn't see much O-worthy, but it's all good. Alright. Uh, okay, let's go south. Uh, with Indianapolis Colts. Excuse me, they are AFC. My bad. I apologize for my previous NFC reference. The Colts... How are the Colts south? They're just south. Uh, don't doubt the power of the beard. This is why you're not on the show. <laughs> she says that the pitcher uh, looks like Zach Galifianakis. I see. To which I say, don't doubt the power of the beard. Great. And and I have uh, my other over here commenting on the Cardinals uh, batter right now having very lovely hair. <laughs> uh, but okay, before we get too distracted, uh, the Colts, which are somehow AFC South, figure that one out. Last I checked, it's South, I guess, if you're counting Canada. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh -oh. Five and two. Oh, never mind. I thought it looked like it had the it had the height, but didn't have the distance to be a home run ball. Well, 
You never got the power of the beard, though. That's right. Uh, to get back to the Colts, the Colts are five and two, so you got to be happy about that, Miguel. Yeah. And as yeah. we were saying earlier, even though I thought they were NFC and I feel like an idiot, you know, uh, they were. Uh, who was it that they we were talking about that they were had beaten? Uh, oh, the loss for the uh, Broncos yeah. was to the Colts. And yeah, Andrew Luck had a very amazing game. That game actually. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're not really streaking right now. They only have one win, but you know when you have when you're five and two, you don't have to too, worry too much about that streak uh, number. In fact, you should only worry about it if it's you know two or three, and it's an L or and and a two two or three and an L is what you really what you have to worry about. Uh, yeah. We'll get to that with some other teams when we get to those. Or but not. but then again, how many times did a tie pop up in football last year? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I raged about that because I'm like, screw you, no ties. We gotta, we gotta be like hockey. We have sudden, sudden death. <laughs> Just I don't know. Make the football have an ex- have a ti- have a uh, hot make it like hot potato. Like when the timer goes off, that team loses. <laughs> and both teams trying to make turnovers as often as possible. <laughs> That'd be freaking crazy. Um. But okay, uh, but yeah, the Colts have been doing really well. Andrew Luck, you know, in his second year, is definitely showing some improvement. It looks like he's gelled amazingly well with the team, and I'm actually kind of excited to see what they're going to do throughout the season because you know, Colts. Hopefully, they make another playoff run. Yeah. Uh, under them is the Titans at three and four, which just goes to show that the rest of the people in the uh, NFC AFC South are not the greatest. Uh, then we get the Houston Texans with two and five, and Jackson. Though, the Houston Texans were shown to be a pretty good team, especially last year, since how they had a good run. They had a great run yeah, last year. They were like an unstoppable giant in the beginning, and then they just kind of faded away yeah, at the end. Yeah, and they they still are. They're still fizzled, and uh, kind of on the sad side of things, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars zero and seven. Yeah, and here's a funny thing with Jacksonville that I heard on the radio is that they're so hurting for a quarterback. They actually got on the they called up Brett Favre's agent asking them if they could if he has any thoughts of getting out of retirement to play for them. Well, Brett Favre has come out of retirement a couple of times, but I think I think he's a little <laughs> old by now. <laughs> the agent said Brett Favre has no plans to getting out of retirement. No kidding. He's 11 at this point. Yeah. I, I'm exaggerating, folks. He's probably only like 45, but that's that's past your... Well, hmm, Peyton Manning is getting up there in age, too, and he can still throw like a rocket, so... Yeah, that's, this is Peyton Manning, though, not Brett Favre. Well, Brett Favre was a respectable player. Yes, he was. Don't go... Like, I'm not the biggest Green Bay fan, but, you know, he was still respectable. And we'll move on to the uh, NFC West, my, my primary division. Nope. Before we move on to NFC West, I just want to have this one little comment here for the Jaguars. Hmm. If you're hurting so bad for a freaking quarterback, you know, the Jets got rid of him, the Broncos traded him off, just, just sign Tebow already. Oh, yes, Tebow needs a team. <laughs> Just sign Tebow. He's there. He's available. Sign him. 
Look, he wants to play. Here's the thing. You can't do worse than 0-7. <laughs> you can't do worse than 0-7. Sign him. And yeah, he might be more of a running player, but who cares at this point, Jacksonville? You need a you need a quarterback. He's very talented. He's just kind of you know a little young, needs a little molding. But you know, yep. anything's better than zero. Yep. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But yeah, that actually is really good advice. That I wonder if they can afford him. I wonder no, if he's had to afford him. They can afford him. Okay. I'm pretty sure Tebow just wants to play, that he'll sign any contract that's in front of him to play. Yeah, just because getting off the bench would be nice. And I don't know why the hell people keep benching him. He's a talented player, but... We've had that conversation, you know, how many times now? A lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I was saying, NFC West, number... Well, with the Jets, we were clamoring, saying, bench Sanchez, play Tebow, but now, you know... Well, I'm just saying bench Sanchez, just, you know... USC sucks. So yep. you can tell where my family went to college. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I went to a high school where like half our alumni were like, uh, no, instead of half my graduating class like went to friggin' UFC. UFC, that'd be awesome. Half my graduating class joined Ultimate Fighting. It was badass. Uh, no, half my half half the class that went off to college did like USC. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Back to the NFC. Seattle Seahawks, no surprise, are 6-1. and one. They're always strong. In fact, uh, my general rule is one of the only teams I fear uh, when the Niners are playing is the Seahawks because they're damn good, and they still are. Uh, people over in Seattle have got to be pretty happy about that. I'm not, but, you know. And right below them, second place is at 5-2 and two are the 49ers, which is not bad. And we are on a four-win streak, so let's just point out the fact that we are on a four-win streak. Thank you very much. Um, so hopefully we can keep that hot. Um, though, yeah, we've already had our bye week, yeah, for five and... No, five and two. Never mind, excuse me. You know, we have not had our bye week yet. My brain is dead. But that's coming up. But, you know... <clears throat> We've we've been. I don't think we were first place last year either when we went to the playoffs. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Under us are the Rams. Second Rams at three and four. Yeah, I just pissed off like half our LA listeners who want the Rams back, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'll do it after this. I'll do it after all. After all, we talk about each conference and I'll talk about other NFL news. Yeah. Um, Ending out of the Cardinals, that also at three and four, so they're both kind of both tied at their lower place. And Cardinals is one of those teams that, man, if you just had a few more proper players, you would be such a strong team. You'd be a threat, but alas, uh, <laughs> defense. What's that? But I don't know. The Cardinals have got have uh, got has surprisingly been a good defensive team the last few weeks so we'll, we'll see how they progress throughout but a 4-3 and three record still a 3-4 uh, and four record I mean yeah it's not that great and, and, their, yeah. and their current streak is two losses so that's not particularly impressive either you know uh, the two losses in a row that's going to hurt any momentum they could have possibly built up with those uh, three wins but you know there's always time for a turnaround but like I said just a few key changes and I can see the Cardinals going off and doing really well just like I did last year except I didn't calculate the whole defense thing uh, my bad 
Um, over to the east, we have the Dallas Cowboys. One of our rival teams at 4-3, so that's not like, oh my god, they're, they're doing so well, but 4-3, Dallas Cowboys. One of my rival teams. Followed by one of the teams I just generally hate, Philadelphia Eagles at 3-4. and four. Yeah. And then uh, Washington Redskins at 2-4. and four. So they've had their bye at this point. Uh, it's unfortunate. I like... I don't really have a love or hatred for the for the Redskins, but you know it's just they, they they were a strong team a few years back, so it's kind of sad to see that. But in terms of joy of joys, at one and six, the New York Giants, and hey, they can celebrate. They finally got a win. Their one win streak. <laughs> we'll see how they go this week. Six losses. They faced off against the Eagles this week. Oh man, that's like it's like do you hit less the Giants or the Eagles? I don't know. Can they both lose? <laughs> can they, can this can it be a tie of zero zero? That would just be awesome. Oh man, it's it's like saying like, hey Jared, guess what? Hitler and like Satan are in a boxing match. Who do you want to win? And I'm like, can can they both be like exploded? <laughs> can the boxing match just blow up? Just kill them both at once? That'd be great. Could you do that? Ugh. Yeah, two teams I absolutely hate playing each other. Either whoever wins, I lose. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I kinda like seeing the Giants at the bottom, honestly. Um, we we know which Manning brother is better now. <laughs> Where's my food? I smell popcorn. Where's my food? We ate all the popcorn. Um, okay, well, let's go. Uh, let's go north, and we have the Green Bay Packers at four and two. Okay, not impressive either. Uh, Detroit Lions at four and three. That's about average for them. Chicago Bears also at four and three. Kind of sad. I kind of want to see the Bears do better. And I know that's just because of Saturday Night Live in the '90s, but I don't care. <laughs> the Bears. Yeah. Uh, and Minnesota Vikings at one and five. No shock there. Um, yeah, for Minnesota. Yeah. And in the oh. in the South, the Saints still holding the top position, five and one. With sadly one the more one loss was uh, last weekend, which was unfortunate. But you know it's cool to see the Saints kind of getting back up there. And we had the talk last week about how you know now that they have you know their team back, it, it's really helping, and and their coach and everything. So uh, they they actually have a team again. And yep. you know, I think people before the uh, the scandal, and and probably especially during the scandal, probably forgot how good the Saints had been the last few years. And this scandal is unfortunate, but you know, um, hopefully they learned their lessons. And you know, I actually wouldn't be shocked if I found out that like other teams in the NFL did that. I I would not be shocked. Well, I'm pretty sure other teams in the NFL have done it. It's just that. The Saints themselves ended up getting caught on tape with that, and all, all this evidence piled against them yeah. for yeah. these bounties. I'm pretty sure that other teams had these incentive bounties for performance and stuff. Yeah. But not not as you know, 
out there out as open as what uh, they found out for the Saints. Yeah. So, so the, an example of it being like we won't tolerate this. It's they put all these penalties upon the upon the Saints. Yeah. Well, you have to make an example of them so that other teams will think twice about doing this. But like I said, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there are a lot more hush hush about it than the Saints were. <clears throat> and especially probably even more so now that uh, what happened with the Saints. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how well they do this year. I'm, you know, like when we did last episode, I was kind of surprised, and then when you reminded me, I was like, oh yeah. So we'll, we'll see how good how good they do. Uh, under them at four and three is the Panthers, which about average for them, and uh, Atlanta Falcons at four at two and four. Uh, which is sad because last year they were doing pretty good. So I don't this know. Year, this year they were doing pretty good too until two weeks ago when they lost their. Uh their best wide receiver at Julio Jones. Oh, that's what it is. See, I don't keep track of the indie injury reports on teams I don't keep track of. But yeah, well, losing losing a good receiver will uh, will punish the team. Yeah, well, playing fantasy football has me keeping track on a whole bunch of teams and players that makes me want so that way I can have a good uh, fantasy season yes. this year. I, I don't play fantasy, so I, I don't keep track of that as much. Um, and another... Another bad hits for Florida. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 0-7. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's kind of sucked to live in Florida unless you're a Miami fan. Yeah. Well, not even Miami fans either. To me, no. look at baseball. If you look with baseball on the Miami Marlins... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the truth. But, I mean, at least the Miami uh, Dolphins are doing 3-3, three and three, which is still better than 0-7. <laughs> Yeah. It's not great, but, you know, it's not like... At least they can sit there and go, hey, we're not the Buccaneers. <laughs> we're not the Jaguars. That's true. But, um, well, you know what? But they have the heat. You know, when it comes down to it, they have the heat. So, uh, and Miami Heat, you know, strong team in basketball. They got, they got LeBron, the man. So... You know, at least you have that going for, for them. So I guess in Florida, you just go for basketball and say, screw it. Yeah, you just go for... Just, right now, I think most Florida fans are with basketball since that's at least the only championship team they have. Yeah, and a team I kind of like. I like LeBron, honestly. I, I think he's a likable, entertaining man. Um, granted, the, the... God, how many wins was it? Seven. Yeah, the seven wins. That's seven, um. Eight. I was eight. One, not two, not three, eight, not eight, four, eight. not five, not six, not seven. Eight wins, uh, which is crazy. And maybe, like I said, if he becomes a coach, he might be able to lead the Heat to a few more wins. Um, I don't know what, how his coaching skills are, but if at, and in his position, he does have to lead the team on the field, so to speak. Uh, to use kind of the the football analogy. On the court, on yeah, the paint. On the, on the court. So he has to lead the team on the court. So, you know, he actually might turn out to be a great coach when he gets around to retirement. And who knows? I mean, he may, LeBron may have a lot of years left in him. You really you really don't know. But, um, yeah, I assume Florida just goes for basketball and says, eh, like, <laughs> well, we'll just pay attention to basketball. We'll just, during the summer, we'll just go and, like, surf and, you know, go to the Keys and we'll, uh, you know, We'll, we'll, we'll fight drug dealers and, and speedboats, you know. I mean, I'm sure they got things to do in Florida. Yeah. 
my random reference to Miami Vice in the year 2013. God. I could have gone to Burn Notice. At least I cosplay from that. I can love Burn Notice now that, oh, yeah, Burn Notice is over. But still, love me some Burn Notice. Making Miami awesome, just like Miami Vice did. And you guys have Tommy Versetti there, so you guys will be fine. Miami will yeah. survive. At least Florida's also a college place because Gainesville has the Gators and the Gators, you know, have a lot of love. So Florida, Florida's not completely lost, but it's kind of harsh when you're looking at the professional teams. <laughs> they're all just, just broken and beaten. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in football news? So I can stop kind of making fun of Florida for a few minutes. So football news: uh, the commissioner, current commissioner, Ra. Roger McDowell mm -hmm. wants to have a football team in LA. Yeah, so do the people in LA. Yeah, so depends on whether a they'll decide to to a make uh, another expansion uh, teams. Well, they'd have to at least do two because otherwise, you know, because one one of the, everything is four right now. It's it's really nice. And, and you know all all four divisions are made up of four teams on both you know leagues, so I like that. That's that's even. That's easy to go for. You'd have to at least make one for each league. You have to make an AFC team and an NFC team. And I don't know if there's any other um, if there's any other cities that are looking towards getting a team right now that that, that I've heard of. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of teams that wouldn't mind to have the extra revenue and what have you, and there's definitely some states that could use some representation. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I was thinking like like we could have like the Montana Muscle or something like that, or. Uh, and also, Roger Dell wants to expand the league into Europe. I, I don't. Do they mean like kind of baseball doing that whole those games around the world things? Because like the Dodger opener is over in Australia next year. Um, if you mean something like that, I'm fine. I mean, no, they, they have the game in uh, London. Um, they have uh, London games. Yeah, no, no, I'm talking about like actually having teams in, <coughs> in Europe. No, I'm, I'm just putting my foot down. No, I don't. I don't want to have to keep track of the Barcelona something I can't pronounce in Spanish. <coughs> what if it's just a uh, independent European <coughs> managed by the NFL? I'd be fine with that. And then at the end of it, the, uh, the Super Bowl champions take on the European Super Bowl champions for a World Super Bowl. <coughs> that could be interesting. Um, I'll say this: if they do a European NFL, it's made up of European teams, and it takes place during the summer or during the spring. I'd watch that. If it was like, hey, now that the NFL has ended, you can watch the EFL. I'd be like, EF... Yeah. Alright, fine, European football, whatever, let's do this. I'll root for, uh... Greece! Go Greece! <coughs> oh, my throat's still got all messed up. What if they have an Irish team, though, Derek? Oh, yeah, I'd, 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 root, I'd root for Ireland, yeah. Yep. Like, I only have so many options based on my lineage, so... <laughs> I definitely am at that point where I'm like, yeah, go. Go whoever. It'd be fun to watch. It, at least as a curiosity. I mean, heck, I watched XFL games. Just as a curiosity. Yeah. And the LA Earthquakes? 
Quakes, uh, maybe? I don't even know. I think we're the LA Quakes. Uh, LA Quakes won uh, the one and only XFL champion <coughs> championship. Yeah. But I, I don't want to have to have like the London uh, Kings or something on in the playing against you know the the Denver Broncos. It would just be weird. And like, the Oregon Ducks defeat the UCLA Bruins today. Oh, oh there you go. Uh, but you know, if we had if we had like a Montreal team or Vancouver team, I'd be fine with that because at least Canada's not all that far from us, and they do play American football games in Canada every once in a while. They do have the weird Canadian rules football, which is whatever, but. <coughs> If they did that, I'd be fine. You know, if they wanted to say, okay, we're adding an L.A. team and we're going to add, like, a Canadian team, we're going to have, like, a Montreal uh, something French. I don't know. Montreal Expos. No. Let's just go with Vancouver. No, we already have the Vikings. Uh, Vancouver. Oh, wait, no, you already have Canucks. Well, we can have a Canucks in football. But you know, that's score update. The St. Louis Cardinals have a two-run lead again in the bottom of the seven. Ouch. Yep. <coughs> mm. Sorry about that. Uh, but like I said, if there was like the Vancouver Wolves or something like that, I'd be fine with that. Um, but I don't want European teams playing against American teams. So. But it looks like at least I mentioned. Uh, it looks like Commissioner Goodell is at least trying, is thinking about these issues and thinking about these problems. Um, although at this point, I get the feeling that LA isn't going to get the Rams. We'll get the Jaguars or the Buccaneers. Uh, Los Angeles Bucks. It doesn't sound. And they can so change well. their name when they move. I mean, that's happened before. Houston Texans, for you know, were originally the. Um, you know, the Oilers became the Tennessee Titans, and right. then, um, shoot, who became the Texans? Um, I think the Texans might have been that expansion team when they expanded the expansion team. But okay, whatever. The Oilers became the Tennessee Titans. So, and we have, we've had that in the past. And, you know, in baseball, now baseball we usually keep the same names, but um, no, there have been some changes, like, uh, like the aforementioned Expos. Yeah. Uh, becoming the and Nationals. Moving from, uh, <coughs> to Washington and I'm pretty sure they don't want to be called the Washington Expos. That would just make no sense. Well, heck, Expos made no sense. But, yeah. so, I mean, they could always send, you know, to Jag I mean, LA Jaguars I think I'd be fine with, but if not that, they want to do the well, LA kind of you know, Vipers or something. That sounds kind of stupid, but... I don't, I don't know. know. I think LA Jaguars sounds good. Maybe uh, fine. Doesn't sound so bad. You know, I know that people go the whole, like, why are they, well, they want a losing team? Well, because cities are more likely to sell a team that hasn't done well. And the, let's face it, the Jaguars have not even been strong in a long time. Yeah. <coughs> so, why not? L.A. Jaguars. I'd be fine with that. I, I would still be a Niners fan, just because it's ingrained in me, but, you know, people in L.A. who might want a team that's closer than the Chargers or the Niners might go and jump onto that. Like I said, the Rams are the one that have the fans that stick around. My my stepdad is a Rams fan. You know, he was a Rams fan while they were here. They left. He stuck stuck by them. 
Mixed Niners game is really awkward when they're taking on the Rams. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's kind of how it is. It's just like, you know, me being raised SoCal, so I'm a Dodgers fan, and I have no Cal family that are Giants fans. It makes those games awkward, but yeah, whatever. It, it's family. <coughs> oh, my throat got messed up. Um, what else is in the news? What else, what else is going on? Well, I don't think there's much left in the form of uh, news stories. I just been getting a lot of um, college football updates here. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention so much to college football, but you just said the uh, the Ducks took the Bruins, so. Yep. Do loves me some. That's a tough one because I love the Ducks because of the name, not so much because of the school. I don't know anything about the school. But, you know, Bruins, I don't want to see the Bruins lose. So that's kind of weird. I am torn. How's USC doing? Uh, <coughs> open two or something like that. Yeah. Don't worry about it when we get a little closer. It shows, you our, it shows you sports fans how much we care for USC. We don't even know what their, what their record is. Yeah, which is sad because one of my... One of the places I really liked to go uh, back in Orange County to go get food, and it's technically it's a um, they're franchised from San Diego, is called OG's, and they have great microbrew, really good pizza, and some decent sandwiches. But the one near us is a USC place, so when USC has a game, it's just filled with their fans, <coughs> and. Yeah, that gets awkward when my whole family's going for UCLA, so, yeah. Yeah. But we just learned just avoid it on Saturdays during football season. During college football, yeah. Yeah. We just avoid it on Saturdays. You go on Sunday, you go on Friday, you're fine. Well, Friday, there there are Friday college games, too, but... Yeah, there are Friday college games, too. But yeah, I mean, we just do that. It's just been more awkward when like it's a bowl game on Wednesday, and we're like, all right, let's go. In. Oh crap! It's the bowl USC game. bowl game on Wednesday. Damn it! <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, we'll we'll get we'll, we'll we'll take a look at some of the college stuff. I mean, you especially as a uh, fantasy football person, you know, when we get to the end of the season, is definitely got to be paying attention to some of those college stats because that's going to go into affecting. Uh, the draft, and obviously we'll talk about that when we get closer to the draft. But that's six, six, seven months away. More than that. <coughs> mm. I guess we might want to wrap up before my voice completely, go- completely goes on me. So, overall, you know, we're going to see how the game is going. It's sad that we have to end on the whole uh, Cardinals are ahead again note, but. Hey, hopefully the Red Sox will turn it around before the ninth. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and as for this week's games, you know, go Niners, go Colts. We'll see what happens. Well, Colts trying to buy this. Oh, uh, that's right. Duh. Go Niners. Go Niners. And uh, what's up? The Chargers do adequately eventually. Well, so Stan can be happy. By week this week as well. So yeah, they are. So just, just go Niners. Go yes. Niners this week. So, until uh, next time, this is Jared for Miguel saying that's the game. And...
Ozzy and the Straw. 